Hello, sacred sacred beings. Welcome to Sacred Sister Podcast. Join us as we normalize the magic and sacralize the mundane. Expanding consciousness and deepening awareness to support you in leading a life full of healing, meaning, and magic. I'm your host, Britt Lynn, energetic cartographer and personal transformation coach. I'm your host, Hanalina, a certified astrologer, rebirth coach, and sorceress. If you're brand new here, welcome, beloved. We are so grateful, so happy to have you here. If you're a seasoned sacred being, welcome back. Thank you so much for your support, for your listenership, and we look forward to seeing you in the show. Let's dive in. goodness sacred beings welcome 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 to the first episode of season seven wow we are so excited to have you here to be sitting for this interview and to be sitting with the powerhouse that we're sitting with today oh my goodness So this is about to be a really fun interview and episode where I'm just fangirling all over the place. It is so important for us to really herald our mentors and the coaches and the leaders that drive us forward and help us align more deeply with our soul's mission, our life path, our purpose. And the woman that I have here before me, we are just so blessed to be sitting with Shoshana Raven. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh my goodness. I feel so honored and excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's my deepest pleasure. I have to say for anyone who who doesn't know, I have a feeling we're going to be having a lot of the Living Brave community over to listen to this interview. But for anyone who's like, okay, who is this lady? Cool. Love that you love her. Who's who? Who is she? What's going on? So Shosh, Shoshana is the CEO of Living Brave and hosts the Living Brave podcast. She helps paradigm-shifting, way-paving leaders and entrepreneurs step into their magnetic personal power and grow thriving community-centric businesses. Shoshana has been a leader and a guide in my own life really regularly since July when I first became aware of you. And today we're going to be diving into just so many elements of the medicine that you bring to the world and your community and... Yeah, it's very exciting. So exciting. Doesn't it feel like lifetimes in five months? I think, you know, time is, time isn't real. You know, five years can feel like five years or five months can feel like five years. It's like when you really stay present and open to your life, you know, and, and you immerse yourself in spaces that just pattern interrupt and you're learning and you're growing and you're evolving. It really does. I feel like we can live lifetimes in five months. So I'm so excited to get to know you even more deeply. And I feel like I've been so blessed to know you and all these different dimensions of you and be celebrating some milestones with you. So I'm excited to also be connected with your community. And thank you for that intro. And I'm so excited to finally meet you too. (laughs) I've been just hearing from you through Britt and seeing the activations that you brought up inside of her. And I've been following you on Instagram as well. And I love so much what you're putting out. 
And this is going to be so much fun to be diving yeah. into this living brave mm. brand of yours and just the medicine that you bring to your audience and to the world. So do you feel like you want to share a little bit about that medicine with us now? Sure. Well, living brave for me started believe it or not, as a podcast. This was in 2018 because I walked myself through a dark night of the soul. Like so many of us come to walk our spiritual paths or our life's mission or purpose through our own story, right? So for me, it was really reaching the depths of shame and heartbreak and really seeing my own shadows with an HSV diagnosis, um, which is genital herpes and is like the... Uh, I want to say the bunt of all jokes um, in the media. So for me, that was like a big fear for my whole life. And I, my confidence came crashing and burning. Like when I got that diagnosis, I had been doing surface levels, spirituality, like yoga, meditation. I was traveling the world, but in an instant with that diagnosis, my world came crashing down. And I realized I had so much unresolved shame, trauma, stories passed down through generations about who I was as a woman. And I hid the secret, you know, for a long time until I found myself in another rock bottom. And I heard that little whisper like, okay, either you can continue to seek outside of yourself and live in autopilot. I found myself kind of an autopilot, not really alive and activated by life, or you can do what you know how to do and rebuild your relationship with yourself. So I went on this vulnerability project and um, this experiment where I was going to share my deepest, darkest secret with the people who I was most afraid to share it with. So that meant all of the guys that I had dated, people I had a crush on, made out with at a festival. Like, I'm going to tell you my deepest, darkest secret because I just know I felt this like fire within me, which I feel like you probably understand this. Like every time I close my eyes in meditation, I'm like, I've got to share this with the world. So I just knew I was going to share. I had no idea it was going to be a business. No idea if I was just going to write an article for a website or a magazine but I knew I had to have brave conversations. And in that process, I found the truest liberation I've ever found, like true authentic connection. I know I remember there was one person I had not told the truth to. This was one of the hardest parts of the story, I think, is like talking about our mistakes talking about the times where we weren't honest. And I had seen this person for a few months and just didn't tell him the first time. And I was so at this point, I was going out, I was partying, I was just like letting things come in and out of my world. And I was so embarrassed, I didn't tell him. And even though there's a really small percent of, you know, passing this to someone, um, unless you're having an outbreak, like I still knew that I should have said something. And so that conversation, I remember driving over there like blasting resilient by rising Appalachia windows all the way down, like driving over to Boulder, heart beating a million miles a minute. I'd been doing so much work. I'd been having the conversations, but this was going to be the hardest one. Oh my gosh. Like I walked into his house. And I'm like, you know, really stressed and nervous. And he's like, do you need to sit down? And I'm like, nope. I turned around with my hands on my head. I'm like, we're sitting right here on the couch. And I told him just the truth. 
And this person who I thought we didn't have a real relationship because it was really in my like dark phase. And at this point I had run a half marathon, traveled across the country by myself and worked at seven music and yoga festivals. Like I had been doing the work and I was ready to tell him. And he just looked at me and said, like, I totally understand why you wouldn't have said anything. You know, mm-hmm. we really didn't have clear communication. Like, I just want to support you. I see you helping so many people. Like, thank you. I'm sorry. And then he told me what he was sorry for. You're sorry? What's happening? And it was like the most amazing moment in my life because I realized that I was the one undervaluing myself. I was the one Mm -hmm. undervaluing these men in my life as seeing me as only an object. I was using them. I saw me as only an object. And when he hugged me, I felt like really seen by him. For the first time, I felt like I was truly being seen for the first time in my entire life. And from that moment forward, that vulnerability project, I realized that our deepest shame really is the source of our power. And when we can own our stories and look at shame and take every ounce of secrecy, that things that we hide in the darkness that we fear if only we got found out for, and we say, look, I'm a woman with nothing to hide. And the things that are private are sacred. Then we are limitless Then we are unstoppable. And everyone, I feel most people are walking around feeling if only they knew. And I was, I was having the most incredible conversations of my life. You know, I was really like a fully integrated embodied person. And of course, I'm still just a fraction of who I'm becoming, but that was like, my power, you know, like my, the depth, I always wanted that depth as a Scorpio that I am, right? Like, let's get down to the chase. Let's talk about our biggest fears and insecurities. And so for me, it was like, this is the most liberated way to move through the world. And we are limitless. Like what's on the other side of pain? What's on the other side of shame? It's limitless potential. It's, it's, um, it's, rising together truly you know as sovereign beings like collaborating and that's when I launched the podcast sharing my story and other stories about shame slaying and from there the business organically happened and if you look at the growth trajectory like it makes no sense with the size of the community that we have and it's just it's been such a labor of love and like such connection to the mission, which is shame slaying, unapologetic expression, connection, liberation on all levels and really limitless potential. And I've been able to really explore the edges of my own identity in that process. So at this point, I'm like, it's so far beyond my mind's capacity to dream to run a multi-million dollar business and know that in March, 2020, I wrote on a business coaching intake form that I had a goal of making $4,000 a month in my business and like maybe just booking out my one-to-one practice. And now I'm talking to amazing humans like you and clients (gasps) all around the world. And it's just the most nourishing, beautiful journey of a lifetime. Mm. Wow. Thank you so (laughs) much for all of that. I was actually thinking when I said share a little bit about your medicine, I was thinking we're going to go into a little grounding meditation, but you went right into it, into the depths of it all. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I'm just like, you know what? Might as well. Synopsis that's coming through right now. Totally. Totally. And I just, I seeing it in your chart, like while you were talking was so potent too, because your son in Scorpio, you don't just have a Scorpio son, you also have your son being conjunct Pluto, which puts like a double Scorpio energy on it. 
um, in the seventh house of like other people and one-on-one relationships or sharing your deepest, darkest secrets and truths and all that deep part of yourself, that intimacy into me, you see, uh, with another person is that brings you the biggest joy and helping others do that for themselves as well. That's where you fully shine your light. So I love that you call yourself the shame slayer. And then with your North node in Sagittarius in the house of Sagittarius conjunct Venus, which is again, like the truth, like speaking that truth that brings you, gives you wings wherever our North node is, is like where we spread our wings and we fly and speaking truth with other people in communion and having that vision and bringing people together that's also part of your god's finger it's like yeah so aligned and then this, this whole thing is part of your mystic uh, rectangle <laughs> so many beautiful aspects in your chart that you've just like commented on and i'm just like oh my gosh yes 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 that's all in there I'm so happy right now that I'm getting a bonus astrology reading. You have no idea. I love bringing in astrology into my work and I I just, yeah, I adore it. So this is so fun for me. It's like one of the most beautiful mirrors. At least this is the way that I started feeling about astrology when I really started going a lot deeper into it. It's mm-hmm. like just to see these really beautiful aspect placements as reflections of a lot of times the things that we feel inside of ourselves on such a deep level, but maybe we haven't ever really had anyone validate them for us, or maybe we, we feel them, but it's like, how many of us have really ever spoken these feelings aloud? It's like, I feel like so many of us in this age of information and the Aquarian age that we're shifting into is like literally learning a new language. It's learning the language of the heart And I feel like, Shosh, that's something that you, it's like you empower on such a deep level for other people to do. It's like only recently in the last couple of weeks, have I really been like tuning into like, what is it that she's really helped me unlock inside of myself? And it's like claiming the fact that so many of the life leaders and business, um, like business endeavors, business entrepreneurship, people that come to you are empowering their own mission. Like what the mission is like, oh yeah. And being able to show up to their community and be like, yeah, I'm a paradigm shifter in this element. And and these are all the stories and reflections that I have that have guided my path. And I want to share them with you because I know that if I'm going through it, I'm not alone in my experience. And it's just this really easeful magnetism that just, it's like people are walking along in the realm of social media, just like scrolling past everybody's stuff. And then it's like, they see like these glints of just this absolute truth, like these stories that pierce to their soul with so little effort. It's just like the most truthy bits. Uh, And it's changing the internet. It's changing this whole industry of mentorship and coaching. Oh my gosh. Well, this is why we're brought together, right? And I think that truth sees truth. And in today's world, there's so much Mm self-deception, you know, especially with the internet, but a lot of people are walking around and lying to themselves and, and lying to the world. It's like, I'm here and I want to be there. Mm 
And therefore, I don't feel good enough. So I have to lie about who I am, how far I've come, try to be someone that I'm not, try to fit into a box. And it looks okay on paper. It's you're saying all the right things, but there's a energy to it. And I think as very intuitive, embodied women, we we can see this. We can see through an untruth. And we're like, it's not the whole truth. So when someone comes around and is brave enough to say like, this is me, this is all of me, this is my truth. And no, I don't need to share every bit of my life, Like, but I'm sharing the pieces that are important that I think can be a service to others. And this is exactly where I'm at. I, I dream too. And just because all of our dreams aren't here yet doesn't mean we're lacking or unworthy. It means we get to go create them. Let's create them together. Let's be evidence for each other. You know, like that being able to tell the truth, it can, it can cause a lot. Like it can cause a lot of like, oh, finally, yeah. or it can cause a lot of, oh my goodness, you spoke a truth that's counter to what status quo was saying, which is mm-hmm. most people are living in falsity about what's important, who they really are, mm. what matters, what they desire, who they're being. Mm. And if you present a new narrative for someone that might be like, you shattered my worldview. Thank you. I want to learn more. Or it can be, you shattered my worldview. My ego is so n- not able to to handle this right now. I'm not willing to question the way that I see things. So mm. I think it's a huge leadership skill to be able to every single time a new viewpoint comes in to stay open and curious to it and understand something that's like, "Mm, that doesn't feel true for me rather than the activation that we all feel. And it's like, oh, there's something for me there. Because if it just wasn't for me, I would just keep on scrolling by. And so those moments where like supercharged, super activated, I think people who are able to be leaders, right? To propose a vision for the future that doesn't yet exist, for your life that doesn't yet exist, of a concept in a way that you've never heard it, bring two seemingly disparate things together and create a community or create a new way forward. It's like, that's magic. And we all have that power within us. If we're able to see beyond the lies that we've been told, the lies we believe about ourselves and the lies sometimes we even tell ourselves arguing against our dreams, Mm. you know, pitting ourselves up against other people, being in judgment Mm. and shame. This is all a lie. And it's a lie because it feels bad in our body. And when you think like, you know, those moments where you just feel like anything is possible, like you just like fall in love. You're like, wait, like this feels good. I'm activated and I'm alive. Like, oh my gosh, if it's possible for you, it's possible for me. Like those feelings, like what if it works, you know, but what if what's coming for me is so far beyond my mind's capacity to dream? Like I couldn't have even vision boarded this, you know, like I've never had a vision board. I'm just like, what if I could just be mind blown this whole entire way? And what if everything truly is happening for me? You know, (laughs) I'm just at the hard part of the chapter. And like, what if this somehow miraculously turns around, I could walk into the darkness using my intuition, my knowing as that light and the tunnel and then trust that light more and more and more. And my experience in my life elevates and I can relax into the flow of things and I can do so much more and I'm not thinking so much. No, like, ah, yes. (laughs) I love that so much. I just recently fully embodied that knowledge of 
how it feels to allow myself to be in a belly and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And that's been a big thing because, you know, we life is going ups and downs and how you're saying, you know, going through that darkness and into the light and into darkness and into the light. And, and Scorpio goes into the deep dark sea, right? Bringing out all the subconscious stuff and then goes back into the light, brings it back into the light. And when we are in that darkness where we may not feel, I don't really know where I'm going. It may feel heavy. It may feel like a hard, challenging time to fully embody that and see, oh my gosh, I love this. I love this place because anything is possible here. I'm not on top of the mountain. When I'm on top of the world and all is well, then, you know, I can look back and and celebrate my achievements. And that's so great. And it feels so good, but we can't just be on top of the mountain at all times. We're also going to go back down and we're going to go into a valley and then we can decide which mountain we're going to climb back on. It's like just infinite possibilities in the, in the valley, anything is possible. And just recently I went through a valley and for the first time I have to say, I'm just going to be super honest for the first time I felt fully embodied in knowing, okay, this is just another valley and I'm going to go up the mountain and I allow that valley to fully teach me and allow myself to fully integrate every experience that I'm having right now and witness the emotions and the hardships and the challenges that are coming up from this perspective of, okay, so this is for me to integrate because I'm manifesting something even more amazing into my life. So how can I fully enjoy being in this, in this dark place right now, being in this place where I don't necessarily feel in control or I don't feel like I have my shit together, or I don't feel like things are flowing the way that I want them to. Who's decided that 2023 is your year to turn your vibrancy all the way up? No more playing small. You're getting into full body energetic alignment and fully committing to the soul mission that only you are here to awaken to, activate, and offer in a way that only you can. Who also would benefit from receiving some guidance to endeavor in this process? To those hearing a resounding yes inside of your system right now, I invite you to join me in lush, tropical Kona, Hawaii for five days and four nights to map and transform your inner self landscape. From February 2nd through 6th, the Hello Self Transformation Retreat doors are opening and the most life-changing self-discovery retreat of a lifetime is going to ensue. I'm finally cracking the doors into my world of energetic cartography and teaching you the frameworks and methods that have helped me radically transform my life and guide you in the process of doing the same. The Hello Self Transformation Retreat is all-inclusive and offers inner self-mapping workshop immersions in each of the seven energetic portals, the chakras, your chakras. (laughs) Not only will you learn the foundation of what the chakra system is, but you'll be guided to discover what your unique relationship is like with each center of consciousness, and then you'll be guided into transformative experiences inside of them. And side note, I want to say this, we have already had enrollments from people who know next to nothing about the chakra system. If you thirst for transformation at an energetic level, this is for you. 
So if you'd like to join me and my epically supportive Hello Self Transformation Retreat team, find more details and the registration link by visiting my Instagram at Britlin Rising and clicking the link in my bio. We're doing big things in 2023, (laughs) and I would love to guide you, witness you, and hold you in this process of your own unfoldment and self-becoming. Aloha. I'd love to see you there. But I can just be there without Mm -hmm. wishing myself to be somewhere else. That was just so amazing to let myself (laughs) just be (laughs) in that spot and fully have emotional breakdown. And, you know, feel like go through the, through the alchemization process of Scorpio, through the whole rebirth thing and then come out of it. Now I'm, I'm back on the hill. I'm back on the mountain. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, life is so freaking amazing and expansive. But if you talked to me one week ago, I was still in the valley, but I was no, I knew that I'm going to be up on the mountain. So it wasn't, I didn't, this was the difference because I've been doing this work for a long time, for many years and the rebirth and all that stuff. But the difference was I didn't blame it. I didn't blame anything on myself. I realized how I subconsciously would blame myself. Why Mm -hmm. am I in this dark place now? Mm -hmm. What did I, what went wrong? Mm -hmm. And for the first time, I didn't blame myself at all. And I just really fully allowed myself to be where I was. Mm-hmm. knowing that's exactly where I'm meant to be at that point. But I'm also not meant to st- stay stuck in it. I'm meant to move through it. Mm-hmm. And the moment that you're like, this is a, this is how it is. Like right now, this is how it is. And this is okay. And I don't need this to change. And mm-hmm. in those moments, I ask myself, how could I surprise myself and others and how I navigate this? And like you said, like, I don't have to, be gripping. I don't have to be in control. I don't have to be in self-blame. Like what if in the midst of the most unknown situation or when nothing's going as planned, I act in a joyful way or I decide how chill can I be? You know, like what in those moments would interrupt my natural pattern of things? Like we're literally rewriting our karmic patterns or rewriting our programming. We're upgrading through that moment to moment choice point awareness, like unconditional power. And we have our practices and our rituals that help us cultivate that power, but it's in the moments where it's like, this thing just happened. You have two choices. You can do what you've always done and what's normal, or you can shock yourself and how you decide who you're being. Because right now, this is how it is. And it's okay. And I believe perhaps in a divine order of things, right? But if it's happening for me, it might, I might as well find the meaning in it. Like if it's happening, I don't need to know why. I don't need to believe that I attracted this from a place of blame and a place of shame. Right? I can just say, now what? Like, what's the way forward? Is this the beginning of an act in my movie? You know, is this the final chapter? I sometimes say to my clients, this isn't how the story ends. Is this how the story ends? Like, you know, how are you going to pick up the pen and write the ending? So I think the leadership question is in the now what rather than the why. And I believe in us being an energetic match and calling things into our lives that we're aligned to. And I think sometimes it can be toxic to look at like everything you would attracted, like, oh, I attracted this. I really like to think like you have been delivered this on a silver platter because you are now 
resilient, brave, and strong enough to navigate it. And if you're on the path of mentorship and guidance, like you need to walk through this Mm -hmm. so that you can be the best possible guide and mentor from somebody else. So I like to look at these experiences as like, not like, oh my gosh, is this going to turn around? Am I going to be okay? Is this the end? More like, I'm excited to see how this plays out. Mm. You know, what's my next move? Like how, what's this story going to be? This is an exciting one. I have no idea. And loving the unknown mm-hmm. and setting ourselves up for surprise and for magic and mystery, rather than what most people try to do is eliminate uncertainty at all costs. So if you do this, I do this. If you do this, I do this. Clock in, clock out. Everything's very, I know exactly what's going to happen, but we got really bored in that space. It's very predictable in that space. Mm. No. And so to step into the world, especially of entrepreneurship and of really playing with the unknown and playing in the void, it takes a lot of personal power. It takes a lot of like, I'm learning to love this space and understand that depending on my energy, it's either excitement or fear, the pleasure and pain, depending on my perspective and depending on how deep I'm breathing. (laughs) Oh, Oh my gosh. Yes. I love this so much. There are so many pieces that I want to touch on. It's like just listening to you more and more and just sitting with you in so many different courses now. um, Something that I feel like you so powerfully inspire and incite inside of others as a result of you being willing to, to do it in your own life is like, I just think back to like that drive that you were talking about at the beginning of the podcast. It's like, how many of us, and I invite every single person who's listening to this right now, like, let's all take a deep breath together. (laughs) Those moments in life, when you know that you're like striding towards something that you're about to assess a conversation that you have no idea how it's going to go. And the fact that you're willing to do it anyway, Mm the bravado that it takes to enter that arena is the stuff it is the it is the magic dust that has the potential to completely transform our lives that we literally it's like how many people avoid this their entire life they're like so afraid of being vulnerable they have no idea how it's going to go and what if it goes terribly and they could avoid it their entire lives it's like when you don't know what's on the other side of that wall, because you could have been, who knows, met with such a, such a traumatic response from that person. I know, I can't even tell you how many times I remember waiting outside in the hallway of my last house, only a couple months into my marriage, heart beating so loud that I was about to open that door. My husband was inside the room and I was about to tell him that I couldn't continue our relationship in the way that I was in X, Y, and Z facets. Mm. And, and it's those moments. All of us have these moments. I feel like the people that are sharing this sphere (laughs) of dialogue in this community, it's like, these are the people that I want to be in the room with. I want to hear these stories because it's true. We we feed off of the resilience and the and the courage and the vulnerability that each other has to show up. I feel like that's something that you just so effortlessly 
like imbibe into the rooms that you hold with people and and they're like okay it's it's gonna be okay I'm brave I'm allowed to do this even though I don't know what it's gonna turn out like and I don't know who I'm gonna be at the end of the process Mm. it's like that energy that you were just talking about like yeah what if everything goes right what Mm. if you transform in the most magnanimous way (laughs) what if this is the key to your success are you gonna show up (laughs) Absolutely. Like, I love this and thank you for sharing that story. I think it really requires a reframing of success because if success is how you'll respond to me, then that's a stressful journey. If success is like not abandoning myself and not editing my truth in order Mm -hmm. to manipulate how people see me and try to fit into a box, you know, like it's rewriting success as like, I'm going to follow my desires. I'm going to follow my intuition. I'm going to speak my truth. I'm going to follow the whispers of my soul. I'm going to choose, you know, when most people are saying they're choosing, but they're going on this like linear trajectory of what's known and what's acceptable. And I'm going to pave my path. And it doesn't, it's it's not conditional to people's response. And I think that's the thing with vulnerability that's important. I think Brene Brown says, if your vulnerability is dependent on their response, don't do it yet. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to be in an integrated place enough to say, I'm sharing this because if I help one person, it's worth it, mm-hmm. you know? And so for me, it's that like reframing of risk and safety. Mm-hmm. So it's riskier for me to play it safe. It's riskier for me to be a Sheldon version of myself. And, you know, like that feels scary for me. It feels safe now. You you baby steps, right? But now because of practice and because of the way I live my life, to be on the edge of life itself, like to be in this like, oh my gosh, am I really doing this? What new edge of myself can I explore? Because I know who I am at my core So I can explore my stories. I can explore my expression, right? And every time I've thought, oh my gosh, am I really going to do this? Like that's how I've built my business. That's how I've built my relationships. It's in that edge, that discomfort, that stretching our capacity through, can I feel this edge rather than turn away, go to numb, which it's okay. We all have soothing things, right? Can I, instead of going to soothe, can I feel this edge? And in that, I expand my capacity and I do the thing. And sometimes in doing it, you're just like, oh my gosh, all the buildup was the hardest thing. I can't even believe I didn't do that sooner, right? Like you go to make an investment or you go to say a brave thing and, or you go to post the thing. It's like, oh, I can't believe, like, I feel a huge relief, right? Like, oh my gosh, I feel 10 pounds lighter. <laughs> Thinking about that was so hard. And so for me, all of my like results and big leaps have come from being on in bravery, which means walking with fear, using fear as fuel, not re-traumatizing ourselves, but saying, okay, I know the fact that I'm not ready means I'm ready. Like understanding I'm never going to be ready means I'm ready. (laughs) I am like at a place where I feel empowered around this, right? And I can own it. And I'm walking forward into the unknown. And like, that's my comfort zone. And it's just continued to change, you know, over time, like you stretch your capacity, you stretch your capacity. And that's where all of my, my big leaps and my results have come from in life is really using fear as fuel and building confidence through just compounded bravery. So the things that felt brave no longer feel brave. They're just confidence because there's no more fear. And then you find the new edge. Mm. 
I love this so much. Uh, the whole time I'm like, oh my gosh, Aries rising, talking right there. Like this, this beautiful Aries archetype that you're portraying here with as the hero of your story and like stepping forward in bravery and taking these strides of leadership and leading from that point of I'm going to expand my horizon and I'm going to take the next step and I'm going to blaze new trails. It's so beautiful because each one of us has a different rising sign. And that's like our avatar that we've come into incarnate. That's the way that we see life. That's the way that we go about our goals and we can learn from each other's different risings like I've learned so much from Brit's cancer rising and from my daughter's cancer rising of like fully leading from this power of vulnerability and from the emotions and and really really accepting that on the deepest level and from your Aries rising it's like yes you know that trailblazing and and just go for it and just do it and just be brave living brave and I think that's just so beautiful. And when you were talking about, and I love when you were just saying, Brett, this moment right before we have this conversation, right? That is so scary at times, you know, especially if it's out of our comfort zone and we have to say it and we know that's true and we have to talk about it. And this literally just happened a few days ago for me. So I'm like, oh my gosh, of course we're talking about this in this podcast because interestingly enough, whenever we're recording, <laughs> it's it's literally wild like that right Brit? it's like whatever we're recording something happens in my and Brit's life yeah that is directly correlating to what we're going to be talking about in that podcast episode yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and it's perfect for this being the start of Sagittarius season it's like we're focusing on the truthiest bits so continue sorry to interrupt <laughs> so For me, it was that I had to have this conversation with my husband. I had this whole emotional breakdown in front of him, (laughs) which I usually don't have in front of him. I usually did my shadow work by myself, mostly. And now I'm expanding into this new realm where I'm sharing it with others, too. And Brett was actually part of really helping with that a lot. (laughs) Here we go. So I've been on that path for the last, you know years since we know each other like I've been learning and growing but this time it was like the first time where I like just another level was unlocked for me let's say it like that and my husband I realized was avoidant is avoidant attachment style so his trauma comes from when there's a lot of emotions and a lot of especially Scorpio energy and and going deep into intimacy he wants to avoid it And he tried to avoid it. And I was like, no, (laughs) we're going to go deep. Like I need to have this conversation. And so we scheduled the nanny to make sure that our kids are good. And we just had time, just us two. And I prepared the room. We have this like sacred room, we call it. And we, uh, I prepared the room because we're co-sleeping with our kids. So that's usually not the, t- not the place where we usually connect. So we have a different room that is just for us, a sacred room. And I made it super beautiful. And we took a shower before and I got into the room and he was 
away and he wasn't there yet. And I was like in the room and a thought came in, what if he doesn't show up? Because it was like literally this invitation of like, let's go deep, let's talk, let's do shadow work together. (laughs) And this fear came up, like, should I go get him? And then I was like, you know what? No, he knows exactly where I am. He knows I've invited him. He knows exactly what we're doing. I don't have to explain myself. I don't have to convince him to come to me. I'm just going to be here on the bed. And he knows. And then this thought came in. If he is my king, he will show up to this. And that was so freeing. Because just as you were just saying, when we are depending our confidence or value of what we're doing on other people's reactions, Mm -hmm. it's a miserable life that we're living in. And we're trying to control other people too. Yeah. It's like, if he's my king, he's going to show up to this. He knows (laughs) he has to show up to this. (laughs) So I just fully relaxed into my space. and. He did show up. Of course he did. He showed up fully and he showed up for the work. Gosh, you were successful in that before he showed up. You know what I mean? It's like redefining success is, am I going to follow through? Am I going to like not abandon myself? And that's where sometimes that fear of abandonment comes up. And it's like, I'm a lot less afraid of you not liking me, of you abandoning me if I really love myself. And I know I'm never going to abandon myself and my truth. And I'm just so proud of you for that. And of course he, he met you there. Right. And that's like the key. It's like, is this the right thing to do? Yes. Does it feel good? Does it feel aligned? Yes. And is it terrifying? Yes. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> like, that's your green light. Like I have, it's so funny when clients come to me with that. I'm like, so it's scary, but it feels right. Yes. Okay. Yep. Sounds mm-hmm. like bravery. It's like, ah, oh, shit, you're right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) right and they think like you're just such a beautiful example of holding holding the both and you know like our capacity especially as embodied feminine leaders is like to hold the many different emotions at once and what it sounds like for you on your journey is a beautiful emotional mastery like you've been able to be in the void and feel fear and feel discomfort or feel that moment that tinge before you do something vulnerable and just be present with it and be curious about it and not make a story around it or compound it through an action to try to change things and push it away. Like to be able to shape shift and to be able to say, I feel grief and liberation at the same time. Mm-hmm. I feel terrified um, and completely excited. You know, um, I feel deep love and also resentment you know like where can we hold like a complexity of emotion and just change our energy around our feeling Mm -hmm. because it's not the feeling the feelings are beautiful portals or energy in motion it's almost the encompassing energy around them which when we can soften and create an air of acceptance and alchemy like that's really where we become high vibrational beings it's not being a happy and in those like you know, high vibe feelings all the time. It's a high vibe around whatever's present in the moment, open to it, shape-shifting and taking our ownership. Mm. Absolutely. 
I have to say, I'm in love with this conversation and (laughs) I'm very, very excited to draw some insight from you, show on some different elements within business. (laughs) Yeah, I'm here for it. (laughs) Yeah. So like, I know that a lot of the people who listen to this podcast Uh, I've worked with in a one-to-one format. And I know that Hannah has clients as well who are just having realizations that they are wanting to answer the call to their entrepreneurial spirit. And they're just getting curious about like what services they could offer the world. And they see people like us, people like you, who are really paving a way for themselves and creating literal positions out of nothingness, but the inspiration and fire that is birthed in our hearts. And I was curious, what would you say like one big piece of advice is that you would give to women who are just coming upon that realization and allowing the energy to serve on a larger scale to stir their heart, like about building a brand and a business with staying power. I feel like that's one of your pieces of expertise, like the legacy aspect that's not just coming from a place that's like, oh yeah, I want to start a business because it seems cool. (laughs) Hi, this is your host, Hannah, and I'm just jumping in here real quick. And I want to ask you a question. So you've probably heard a lot about masculine and feminine energies, right? But do you know what it means to truly be in your masculine and to be in your feminine? And how does taking leadership over your energies serve yourself, your relationships, and your business? If you're interested in diving deeper into this, join my free mastermind, Energy Sovereignty. This is a deep dive into masculine and feminine energetics based on the binary code of life. And this mastermind is mind-blowing and heart-opening. So many codes that I've downloaded in there I've never shared anywhere else. And it will leave you with deeper revelations and understandings of your life. This mastermind is packed with value and transformation. And this will be a paid offer in the future. But for now, it is still free. So make sure you sign up by going to the link in my Instagram at Hanalina Christensen. I'm super excited for you to dive in and I'll see you there. Yeah, I would say let it be your art. You know, I think Liz Gilbert says in Big Magic, like your business is not your baby, it's your sexy love affair. Or she talked about your art (laughs) and keeping it your sexy love affair. So whatever you need to do to take any perceived most scarcity is objective, like perceived scarcity, but you know, giving yourself spaciousness, like knowing that if this is something that matters, you will stay up late for it. You will wake up early for it. You will do the uncomfortable thing and just starting to get the juices flowing. I think a lot of people think there's like a right way to do it. And I really highly recommend working with a mentor or coach, especially like if you don't have any business background, like getting, you know, understanding how to build an offer, how to like, what, how to use social media, like how to do like a launch strategy, you know, how to do sales in a way that feels good for you. And like really making sure this is someone that leads a business that feels like in alignment with you. And it's just so helpful to have that, but beyond that, there's no right or wrong way. So what I see a lot of people doing is like, they have all this artistic flow and they're an innovator and you're an entrepreneur and entrepreneurs are here to do things in new ways and let your business be art. And then someone tells you, or you think that 
you have to show up in a certain way and like there's a right way to do things and you start like boxing in your voice into this content framework and you start being kind of weird and either you're selling in a really weird way or not selling at all. And I would just say like neutralize everything and just own exactly who you are, exactly where you've been. Be honest about it. You don't have to try to be something that you're not. And invite people who from a sovereign choice say yes to join your movement, build a movement. What do you stand for? What world do you want to be a part of creating? And start by just sharing how you see the world. What concepts do you want to teach? And how can you start sharing how these concepts have changed your life? How can you start to add value to people? And how can you just show up like your face on stories or go live or do a class or people sign up and they get to experience you, you know, for an hour and join your email list and you start building assets like an email list or a group somewhere. And you start to just slowly but steadily, and maybe you get a tick because that happens sometimes in your audience and just know that it is building, it is working and let people steps ahead of you just be evidence that there's more because every single step of the journey, if we're like, oh my gosh, they grew faster, they're bigger, or, you know, we're comparing ourselves. It's going to, the whole time is going to feel like lack rather than every person who's in my space is one whole beating human heart. That's amazing. And anyone who shows me that there's more is just evidence that there's a frequency of more. It's on a frequency of abundance. And there's so many ways to grow your business. Let that also be an abundance. Sometimes it can feel, oh my God, I should do email and I should do this. You don't have to do all the things. Mm -hmm. I could be doing more things to grow my business. I've done this 100% organically. A lot of people use paid advertising and funnels and sales pages and have whole sales team. I've just kept it really simple. Right. So just know you get to build it your own way. There's no right or wrong way. Experiment. No one's waiting for you to fail and you're going to fail. You know, you're going to, there's no real failure. It just depends. You're, did you fail today? You know, this week, did people not sign up this month? Or are you building something that you're like in the grand scheme? I'm playing the long game and I can look at myself and my vision like a long term investment. So I would say start with sharing stories. Start, start with starting to teach, giving people a space to experience you long form, like a podcast or long form content or classes, and then start with a program, you know, or a service, like a package for people. You know, some people start with one-offs. I would say if that's what you need to get confident, you can do that. But mm-hmm. I recommend longer term transformational journeys with people where you can start to feel consistent and income coming in and clients you see again and again who actually have deep transformations because it's consistent. You sell packages, which helps you create like a legitimate business instead of a hundred, you know, hundred dollar sessions over the month, or you need a lot of clients, you need a lot less clients that way. And working with people who feel like the easiest people to serve right now. And in, in a topic, in an area that you're really embodied in, continue to work on your craft. And, you know, for me in the beginning, really my one-to-one package was all about empowerment coaching. It was like, shame story shift was like how I kind of labeled the three months. (laughs) And it was like, let's work on untangling the shame. Let's, you know, work on the story, create empowering stories, do embodiment work. And then the last one was about taking action and brave action and bravery and self-leadership. 
And of course it looked different with every single client. And I refined the program over time. And I worked with lots of people in that one-to-one capacity. And then from there, I just got new ideas and my current clients were asking for new things. And I was exploring different edges of my growth. So I started doing groups and I started building this big product suite, but I didn't sit there day one saying, and so then I'm going to launch Vortex, my year-long experience, which includes a bajillion programs. And it was just like, what's next? You know, what's, what's next? What's on my heart now? So not being shy, I think being empowered in sales and also knowing how to promote yourself. I know this is a long-winded answer, but I'm so passionate about this because <laughs> it's amazing to have such sovereignty, you know, over your work in the world and to share your passion with the world and to be financially liberated. Like, oh, it is so cool. So I just want people to be successful in this. Um, but sales, it's like you guys, sales, self-promotion, no one's gonna do it for you. No one's going to do it for you. You really got to get up there and say, I have something really unique and important and I've got a voice to share. And I know that it matters. And like, here's my work. Here's exactly how to get in touch with me about it and not be shy that you get to be well compensated for your work in the world and just start somewhere and you get to grow. You know, in the beginning, it was $800 to work with me for the month. And now it's like a five-figure investment for the month because I've grown and supply, demand and all of that. But I wasn't shy about like, you know what? Let me just start where I'm starting and be able to know like it gets to grow from here. And you're just going to expand in so many different ways. And I'm I'm super excited for you if you're on that path and that journey. Mm-hmm. I love what a prominent cheerleader you are for self-investment too. It's such an important aspect of like the whole, the whole rise, not the rise in worth, but just, yeah, really in taking the reins of what investment means whenever you're really feeding it into yourself, whenever you're really allowing yourself to reward yourself and to, to feed your own future dreams and the future timelines that you can feel that your heart wants to move into I just love how much you really focus on self-investment and the importance of it too. Oh my gosh. It's everything. I know it's like, we haven't lived in a culture and a society that really understands. It's like, okay, yes, college, you know, traditional education. Sure. You know, go hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt doing that. Right. But, and then like real estate, you know, people are cool with that. But I feel like the first investment is like investment in self And it took me a while to realize I'm my safest asset. And truly like every investment I've ever made in myself has come back tenfold. Like it's so invaluable. The personal growth investments of understanding yourself, of gaining confidence and clarity and understanding your own energetics and being in a sovereign, empowered relationship with self and others. And then understanding even how to grow a business so you can actually make money doing it and you know, leadership skills, like these are all things that can help collapse time and really save you so much time and energy. And money is a renewable resource. You can go, especially in the path of entrepreneurship, go make, make it, you know, like there's an abundant universe, although there's a lot of people profiting off of you believing it's not like there are so many ways, like your time and your energy are the only things you can't get back. So yeah, I mean, I've, I'm not only a huge proponent of like investing resources in your growth before you go investing in the market, you know, although I want to empower a world where women do all of them, you know, it's like, you've also got to put the time and the energy in and like, just make your life about this. Like, yes, you can still go have fun. I think this stuff is fun, but like really like 
sometimes it's like, okay, I did it. Where are the results? It's like, well, now you've got to show up. You've got to keep your heart and your mind open. <laughs> you've got to, you know, release the timeline and trust even when you, it makes the least amount of sense. And it's the spiritual growth journey of a lifetime, truly like building my business, but also per- the personal growth journey of really being like, I am willing to like separate myself from the status quo and what normal life is like and like dive into the depths of who I am and spirituality mm-hmm. and personal growth and relating and it's such a beautiful world and I feel like I've lived lifetimes in years mm-hmm. yeah I'm yeah. sure you too can relate it's like oh my gosh <laughs> you can't stop once it's like once you see it you're done <laughs> It's like the most enriching thing. Sorry, Hannah, I can see that you want to say something. Um, it's the most enriching thing to to build to build this for yourself and then to get to show up for it. That's something that I've learned with you so much too, is that, yeah, this is having me reckon with some of my deepest shadows. And I'm just getting to the end of my first OBM six-month package. And I realized that there was a part of me that like, I thought that I was going to hire this person and they were going to like do all the things for me that actually it's like they can't do a lot of the things for me because I hold the magic. I hold the vibration. I hold the message, the mission. And I realized that I was like wanting somebody else to kind of take that on. And it's been a really sacred reclamation process to come back into that. But I just have one more question, Hannah, before you ask yours, because I have to know this. You are such a monolith for this aspect that I'm seeing inside of your chart. I see that Chiron and Leo in the fifth house. We look at Chiron and it's this wounded healer. When we show up to our deepest wounds and and hurts and challenges, trials, we can become such an embodied and empowered healer for others. And you seemingly just shines so brightly as this really beautiful Leo, like claim the stage, share your story, get out of the box. I'm curious, was little Shosh like that? Like what has your kind of like sacred reclamation (laughs) process look like? Did you come from like a really shy background or something? Like what did this look like in your life? You know what I love, especially when it comes to like our brand and our authentic truth, it's like coming back to who you were as a kid. And when I look back at home videos, I am in a tiara, long hair down to my butt, (sighs) like outfit on speaking gibberish to the camera and dancing on camera. Like I was always dancing. I really, I, I loved that, you know, I was really like girly and eccentric. And I feel that it's been a returning home note to her because I did go through a phase of like kind of shy and going into my shell and I was struggled with image and body image and all of those kinds of things. And then when I did reemerge, it was from an inauthentic place. So, mm-hmm. you know, in that Leo energy, when I was kind of navigating feelings of inadequacy, unworthiness, shame, I wouldn't self-isolate. I would seek outside of myself and kind of like distract myself from my relationship with myself, you mm-hmm. know? And so I think actually when I've gone through deep periods of growth, it's been a returning inward. And that Leo energy can be like that outward expression. I've got to turn in so that when I turn out, it's from a really integrated, beautiful, aligned place that's of service to people. So that's kind of been in the journey. Mm, Beautiful. 
I have my Chiron and Leo in the house of Leo too. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what I wanted to say about the self-investment piece, I love how much you mentioned and, and almost like shared that is part of self-care, right? Just like investing in ourselves. That's, that's the real self-care <laughs> on all levels. Um, so what would you say to someone who said, I have invested in myself or I made this investment and I didn't get any results? Yeah. Or what would you say? And, and on the other side for people that are wanting to step into entrepreneurship and are afraid that they couldn't get results for the people who invested in them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the first one, and I wrote a post about this, like, it was more in the sense of, I think in this industry, it can be really sad when sometimes client dynamics are like, uh, people feel like they didn't get the result and they're mad at the mentor. They turn on the mentor. Um, and I, I wrote a post about this on my Instagram, but, you know, for me, I feel that the expectations perhaps weren't clear because when I talk about investments in self, I'm never like, if you don't have a 10K month in the first month, then your money back guarantee. You know, it's really about learning skills and tools and having a network and having a skill set um, and having like a new way of, of leadership and of being like your elevated standards, your way of seeing the world, your way of moving through the world that is going to serve you for the rest of your life. So I think sometimes it's silly when people are like, I invested in this program, it didn't work. And it's been eight weeks. And I'm like, are you building a legacy or did you want to have a 10K month in four weeks? You know, like I think everybody's got their own sacred timeline. So it's like for some people, they just pop. And I love that. I love sharing those stories and testimonials because it's like, wow, anything's possible. I wouldn't be where I am right now if I didn't see my own mentors celebrating million dollar months organic with coaching businesses. I'm like, what? Like, I don't even know if I would have had that goal. I'm like, you know, mind blown. So I share things like that. And like our timelines in different areas of our life are all dependent on, well, what's your community? Like, have you been sharing and showing up online? Are you starting from scratch? Like how strong is your message? What's the timing and just trusting, like, if you're going to invest in something, having a time horizon, that's longer than like four weeks, eight months, you know, two years. Like sometimes it's like something's fit and something's don't. And just trusting that everyone's got a different code for us. Sometimes people can get triggered by their mentors. They're not completely aligned with everything. Shut off to all the teachings, stop showing up, not do the work. And the mentorship only works when you keep your heart open and you stay in love with this person. If you're like, yeah, yeah, you can teach me something because you make a lot of money or you've been able to find your dream partner. But the whole time you're like, about them. Their mentorship isn't really going to land and you're not going to really calibrate, right? Because you've got to have a loving relationship. Um, There are so many different reasons I would say why people don't get the return. What I would say that I don't believe really in bad investments because again, money is a renewable resource. You might learn what you wouldn't do. or You might learn like, ah, that's where I really didn't trust myself. But there is no blame needed. It's just trusting I'm exactly where I meant to be. There's something for me here. Mm-hmm. And I think we can be really hard on our leaders and really hard on, um, we can fear and have a moment of doubt and we want to leave something. We feel like I made a mistake and we look for all the reasons the container isn't what we thought. And we say it was a bad investment. It's like, did we really 
set ourselves up to win. I think there are instances in this industry where people don't deliver on what they said they would, where it was an amazing program, where it wasn't a good fit, where there was deception or whatever. And that's, that's a hard thing. And I think just knowing like, okay, is there a way to resolve this? And if not, can I just take this move on and just see what I can change next time when I make an an investment decision? Right. But I think there's so many factors at play of people being like, oh, you know, I, I didn't make a great investment. Well, there are relationships where they're toxic relationships and they're abusive relationships. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to meet the love of your life and that love isn't the answer and the best thing on this planet, you know? So I think like there are definitely mentors who you don't jive with, that you have traumatic experiences, all of that. And I love this industry. I love it so much. I've worked with some of the most incredible people, both my clients and my own mentors and I've been able to experience so much in such a short amount of time. I feel so grateful, you know? So I think just like you wouldn't give up on love because you had a bad experience, the same thing. And just to, to keep the long game in mind and really like, again, give grace both to yourself and the people that you learn from and, and know that there's medicine for everyone. And sometimes we put people on pedestals and the only way down is a hard fall. It's really hard to be that person. And we do that to people um, because, you know, we've probably done it to different parental figures or we're just, someone didn't live up to our standard. And we just think there's going to be someone who's going to do that for us. And to, to really acknowledge that there's, there's no one that, that can be the savior is kind of a hard pill to swallow, you know? And I think like, mm-hmm. I try to not position myself in any way. It's like save your energy and just say, here's what I know. Here's what I'm, here's what I, I know to be true. And like for me and take what, what lands and leave what doesn't. And I've had people circle back two years down the road and just say like, oh my God, this freaking clicked. Like I got it, but now I get it. But now I really get it, you know? And it's like years later, I work with the same clients for Sometimes when I share testimonials, like this is our second year, you know, and I hope that I get to work with people over like a decade. So I think really understanding like people tell you not to invest in the stock market if you have a time horizon less than four years. And somehow we're treating investments in ourselves like I all of a sudden break trust with myself and don't believe my dreams are possible if they don't happen today, you know? And it's like, what? <laughs> like, maybe you just haven't found your space yet. Like, you know, so that's what I'd say on that. And in getting clients results, I think it's like in the same vein of we don't get anyone results. We can refine our craft. We can become a better mentor. And I think we've got to consistently be embodying this, working on this in our lives, in our own mentorship spaces, having our own support. Like like I've set myself up with so much support that my clients will never go without an answer to a question. Like, and that said, like, Again, I don't see the results as like, if you don't do this in two days, you failed. So I don't really see failure in that way. But I'd say like, gosh, if they have, if they have a goal and, you know, they didn't achieve it in the way that they wanted, I hope that I can help them manage their energy around it, get creative, come up with a game plan, put the CO hat on how to just keep experimenting and keep moving forward together. But it's them driving the bus, right? Like I'm never like, come in, let me do life for you. It's like, let me be your guide and let me do life with you. And let me teach you what I know. Um, so that you may walk this path. Oh God. That's beautiful. What would you say is your biggest or one of your biggest learning curves that you've had in love, in life, in business, in leadership? Learning curves. 
For me, the human dynamics and the relating is like the most important thing. And I think having grace with ourselves, coming to a space of love and acceptance within ourselves and being able to really use those Jedi ninja skills to see beyond the moment, like to see people's experience of us and of life like through the lens of like we are part of the totality of everything and so like I see you in your pain I see you in your projection I Mm -hmm. see you in your excitement and like I accept you Mm -hmm. and I don't need to match your energy it's like to be so sturdy in oneself that someone can come at you in an energy And you see through it without being reactive and responsive. For Mm -hmm. me, this is the greatest learning curve. Because when you start this journey, someone can make one comment on the internet and you're like, shocked, you know, (laughs) or someone can say one mean thing and you're like, snap at them. And, you know, as Ram Dass says, do you think you're enlightened? Go spend a week with your family. And I recently spent a week with my family and did I do (laughs) everything (laughs) like exactly how I'd want to No, but did I? go leaps and bounds. Yes. And so I'd say it's the ability to have that awareness and really notice it's just consistent day-to-day action reprogramming, you know, so that we may respond rather than react. And for me in relationship, this has been the most powerful healing journey of when I don't need to contort myself to be a certain way. It's like, I can love and accept my partner for exactly who he is and hold space for him and not be reactive to him because I hold space for my own emotions and my own unique quirks and ways of being. And like when someone says, Oh my gosh, I love you so much. So she've changed my life. I can like receive that with love, you know, and like carry on my day. And if someone drops in my inbox, like, who do you think you are? And you know, you only care about this and this and this, or someone turns on me and I'm like, whoa. And I can close it and go about my day. And that's huge. That's so huge. In the beginning of this journey, it's like, I would have had a tantrum, you know, if like you said one thing and then turned your back on and like, oh, who do you think? And it's all ego. And it's all me not being able to see beyond the moment and see beyond someone else's story and pain and experience because I too am able to fully see that within myself and resolve it. So for me, that like human relating dynamics, that's like where I'm at right now in my life. Like I love it, you know, like all the work around feminine masculine energetics and the fem rising program and the new symbiosis program. And like, I'm excited to talk about mastering the, the inner game and the different parts of self, because when we do that, the inner world is reflected in the outer world. No, it's like when we make these small, subtle changes here, our reality changes. And so in being curious about myself, I've been able to really smooth my relationship. So I think relating is definitely the biggest learning curve and what I'm most grateful for on this entire journey. Hmm. Wow. What an amazing conversation. This has just so many different pieces that I'm like, wow, this is, this is it. This is the <laughs> I take out and 
blast into the world. This is the message. And I had like 10, 15 moments of those. So I'm like, wow, this is full packed of value and so much love. And we can literally feel that fire inside of you and your passion for the medicine that you're sharing with others. So thank you so much for being brave like that and, and continuously showing up in the way that you do. Thank you so much. You two are wonderful. I appreciate you. This was such a fun conversation, such a treat. Like really, I feel like my soul's just nourished and I, I just love you both and I can't wait to get to know you more and continue to, to go on this journey and meet anyone who's inspired by this episode who wants to reach out to us and say they were listening. It really does mean the absolute world to feel like you're sitting on the couch with us and that you benefited and what landed and yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't even tell you how many people reached out from when I was on Living Brave podcast with you. I got one of the seats for the one-on-one coaching. So many people have DM DM'd me like, oh, I love that episode or oh sending voice messages. Even it does. It's so, it's so fun to connect with the people who are listening to this, who it really lands with. And um, yeah, I actually wanted to ask you, I know that symbiosis is coming up. I'm going to be in that program. Can you just share for the people listening to this who are like, I know I want to get in a room with her. Like, what do you have coming up December, early January, early spring, all of that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know that we're always, we're, I'm always in like creation mode. Creation mode, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it ups and it flows, but I'm on Instagram at Shoshana underscore Raven. And there you can kind of get a sense of what I'm offering in the moment. I have private coaching. I have masterminds. Um, I have my year long vortex, which is like my favorite thing because it's everything for the whole year as we go into all the different dimensions of business, leadership, personal growth, relating. And for me, it's like the union of all of my programs and walking together for the whole year. So that's a lot of fun. I'm I'm really looking forward to growing that space. And, you know, we have all kinds of different bonuses and fun things that I do for Vortex. But apart from that, I have programs that I run every year. Some of them are on my website. Not all of them are on my website, but you can kind of get a gist of some of the things going on or if you look at my story highlights. Um, but yeah, I look forward to probably running EBA in January, my business accelerator. Um, symbiosis program will be great. And I just have a lot of fun things cooking up behind the scenes. I'm going to leave us in the mystery a little bit. <laughs> Beautiful. And then we have these three sacred questions that we ask every guest who comes and sits with us. They can be shorter format. And really, it's just whatever rises to the surface of your heart. So what does the word sacred mean to you? Mm-hmm. The first thing that's coming to me is like intentional, like sacred to me means personal. It's like intimate, intimate, personal. When I think about vulnerability and on the flip side, I think about the things that I keep sacred to myself. It's like things that I keep private and and personal that like it's it's crafted for this container whatever the sacred space is it's like this unique experience that we're sharing this unique way my personality shines through in my relationship with you the unique 
coding that we shared together, like this moment is sacred means like it happens once in a lifetime. Beautiful. And who is a sacred sister to you? And what does it mean to have a sacred sister? Mm-hmm. I have a lot of people flipping through my head right now. <laughs> a sacred sister to me is when you can love with, and I'm thinking about a sister that I haven't connected with in a while. And we've been a lot of, through a lot of death and rebirth. So I feel that it's important to bring to the table because something we don't talk about enough is relationship transition and friendship. And so a sacred sister to me is someone who might not be my best friend right now, but who's a sister like forever, whether or not we ever connect as friends again, she's a sister. And for me, sisterhood means love without needing to be there in all moments. If I can love you from a distance, if I can love you when this friendship cycle is ended, if I can want like the absolute best for you and grow with you, like that sacred sisterhood to be able to go through many different life, death, rebirth cycle with the same person is sacred, not sisterhood. It's beyond friendship. Mm-hmm. It's beyond this moment. It's about beyond shared values or shared interests. It's like, you know, Clarissa Pinkola Estes has a quote about this, that love is a series of deaths and rebirths, right? Like passion dies and is brought back in new form. And so a lot of people like to think of love as a boon only, but love is like to go through the same relationship and new form again and again and again. So with the sister, I'm I'm very interested and excited for when our relationship gets to take new form, but I see it as sisterhood because I trust and love in the absence of each other. Like that's deep love. Mm, beautiful. And how do you turn something normal or mundane into something magical or sacred? Mm. For me, it's looking at the infinite available to us in all moments. So I don't actually think that anything is boring or anything is mundane, right? It's like, it's kind of insane that we're breathing in these bodies <laughs> like on a rock floating through space like what we were birthed through the womb of our mother like I don't know just think about life for a second <laughs> and at the same time I think it's like to compound the good feelings you know like I I love waking up with gratitude I love it you know this morning I woke up singing some ridiculous song and my partner was like it's so funny how I woke up very grumpy and then you're like dancing and singing and it's just like yeah I don't know because I'm excited to wake up today not all days right but I think like it's like wow you really like program yourself for positivity I'm like yeah because like it is amazing to be alive and we are free and not all people are free and just that truth that I'm free right now and my mind and my body like in my spirit and like the air that I'm breathing and the sun on my face, there's abundance available in all moments. And I think coming back to that abundance of the moment and it's a moment to moment thing. And there are practices and rituals that can help get you back into it, right? Like a gratitude practice or a dance practice or being with your sisters. Mm -hmm. Mm. 
Sheesh. <laughs> Sheesh, shosh. <laughs> wow, what a beautiful, beautiful conversation. We just want to thank you so much again for saying yes to this opportunity, for sitting with us and sharing your heart with us. We are so grateful that you have said yes to your sacred mission in the ways that you have. Thank you so much for sitting with us. Thank you for having me. And anyone I don't know, I can't wait to meet you. And thank you for being here today. Yes, every single sacred being who is here tuning in with us till the end of the episode. Thank you so much. Sacred Sister Podcast would not be what it is by a long shot without your listenership. We thank you. We're grateful for you. And we're excited to see you next time. Mm. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, beloved. If you found the ideas, concept, message, and mission to be in alignment with what you want to see and hear rippling throughout the collective, for heaven's sake, we invite you to be a part of that ripple creation and share it with your sacred sisters, brothers, and beings alike. You have no idea the impact a simple share can make in someone's day, in their life, in their growth. Another way to share your support is by leaving us a rating or review on the app you're tuning into this from. If your Instagram feed is in need of more uplifting, conscious, spiritual content, follow us at Sacred Sister Podcast. So with that being said, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and we'll see you in the next episode. Namaste, beloved. Bye.